Hi, everybody, and thanks for listening. This is Buying and Selling Homes, the podcast. This is Fred the Realtor, Jeff Johns, and Sarah Audley. And we're here to talk all things real estate. How's it going, everyone? Jeff, Fred, and Sarah here uh, today on Buying and Selling Homes, the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to buy and sell a home at the same time. Um, so, Sarah, I'm going to let you kick this one off. What's, what's your best... What's your best practice for buying and selling homes? Sure. So we're talking about that well, this topic specifically for anyone who has a house to sell and is looking to buy. So that's what we're talking about when we say buying at the same time or buying and selling at the same time. So, um, I mean, I personally, I still think the market shows that this makes sense, is selling your house um, and then buying a house. So why I say that? Um, the main reason is that then when you write an offer, you know, if you're not a cash buyer, which many of us are not, um, when you're going to purchase that next house, you are able to write that offer to purchase without a home sale contingency. I think that makes your offer stronger. I think it just gives you a lot of leverage on that next step of the process. Obviously, there's going to be some concerns. Maybe you, Fred, we were talking about this a little earlier. Maybe yeah. you talk about those. Well, there's a couple different routes you can take, really. Um, you can either... Um, sell your home start looking for your next one or like while you list your home but in this market what I'm seeing is you know really start looking before you list your home for sale uh, because houses are selling basically immediately and once we list your house I mean between our marketing and everything we do we're gonna have that bad boy sold like right away and you so mean sold, like under contract under contract yeah we're gonna have an accepted offer thank you um, but <laughs> You know, so I want you to be in a position where you can take your time, you can find the perfect home, like you can think about it and you can really just take your time to find the perfect next home. And you don't really have that if you list your house for sale and you have, you know, 45 days to find your perfect home. Um, and oh, so that's what I'm running into. That's, that's what I think in this market. I mean, two years ago, it probably would have been different. Oh, so you um, the opposite. Why? So I, I feel like in today's market, you want your house sold so that that way you could, and maybe the way you go about finding your next home and how to take time in that is a little different. Like maybe now that means that you do have to rent or you do have to find um, different living situations if you couldn't, you know, say rent back your own house. Right. Um, I just think if you, if your next offer is going to be contingent, on selling your house I feel like today's market there's so many buyers that um, the seller doesn't have to wait for you to sell their house they want you to have that handled already that's kind right. of the way I look at it yeah <clears throat> well end of the day it's totally up to what the yeah, client wants true, to do and true. what they want to do um, but a lot of people don't want to rent back or even move into an apartment for a while because you basically put like everything your whole life in a box or like I did actually when we moved here from Ohio, we had a pod. Mm -hmm. You can put it like in those pods yeah, and yeah. deliver and stuff. Um, but yeah, a lot of people don't want to shove everything in a box and then just let it sit there for a couple months while they look for a new home. I'm trying to avoid that whole gap between there and have everything done on the same day. All right, be the, the tiebreaker. The, uh, yeah, so like the post-occupancy agreement that they're talking about is basically, I put my house on the market, I get an accepted offer, I go to a close, and then I rent back 
um, from the new owners for you know 30 to 60 days, however long it takes for me to go now find a house. Now that my house is already closed, I'm not contingent on selling it anymore. Well, maybe not rent. Maybe that's part of you know. Yeah, maybe that's part, part of the, the deal. purchase. Yeah. Um, maybe they get a better deal in the house, but you don't have to pay any rent. Right. Whatever. Whatever the negotiation is, just basically closing, living in it while you go look for your next house. Um, I really think you almost have to, unless you're somebody who can afford that double payment. Um, I mean, that's probably the strongest buyer. Somebody who could go buy that new house and then worry about selling the yeah. their old house after. I mean, that's just or the a most, bridge loan. Yeah, something like that. Um, but to in the, especially in the two, three, four, five hundred thousand range, it's like almost impossible to go find a house, be contingent on selling your house when your house isn't even on the market or doesn't have an accepted offer on it. It's, yeah, it's almost impossible. Yeah, I think if if your house no no, I would say the one time that I think it's possible, your house is listed your house is already under contract. Mm -hmm. Are you a little bit more likely to get that accepted offer on your next property? Yes, but it's still there's still that uncertainty versus if you're, you don't have that contingency and you're going to buy that next house, um, you're ready to go. Your time frame, everything is like opened up then. You know, you can close mm -hmm. faster. It's, I think it's just, yeah. and, and there's so much more. Like when you're listing a house, there's a little bit of work to do, right? It's. A little process making sure your house is ready sometimes I think that it's one of those where getting that done with say you do have to rent for a couple months or you do have to you know find alternative living arrangements I mean but yeah you kind of got that one thing off your plate though sometimes buying you know and selling at the same time is super stressful right you yeah. have people seeing your house you're trying to schedule showings this kind of like prioritizes like let's get this done then we're gonna move on to this next step so I think there's kind of a nice flow to it that way. Yeah, and in this market, it's even more stressful. Because, I mean, with such a hot, hot market, you the stress level just skyrockets. Right. You know? Um, and so I think pod. I mean, you put your stuff in a pod. You live on just that little bit you need. Yeah. I mean, talk about simplifying. Yeah, I, th I think, too, if you're if you're going to go buy that house and be contingent on the sale of your home, you're probably going to have to overcompensate somewhere, and that's going to be in price. You're going to feel like, you know, I have this this uh, detriment in the offer, the home sale contingency, and there's multiple offers on the property. How am I going to how am I going to get my offer chosen? And that's, you know, you're going to pay more for that property with that home sale contingency, mm -hmm. whereas if you were to sell your house first, you'll get the house at a better price. Because yeah. maybe you own that house free and clear, and now you're a cash buyer. Well, if you own it free and clear, we're not really, you, you may not be so worried though, too, because maybe you, maybe you'd qualify for a, yeah. yes, you could be a cash buyer. I know buyer. a lot of people oh, own their house cash that only, you know, maybe they live on social security, you know, oh, yeah, $800 income yeah, or something like that, where you wouldn't be able to go for afford see, that you know, $1,400 yeah. mortgage payment now. Didn't you, you had someone who sold I, their house and did they have to live somewhere else for a little bit while they found a place? Uh, yeah, my most recent client uh, sold his house and he's living with his, his children right now, but now he was a cash buyer, was able to go out and write a cash offer and got the first offer we wrote. Nice. So, you know, all he had to do was live Congrats. with his kids for 30 days. And the double move, he had to go rent a storage unit for two months. They didn't let him do it for just one month. Okay. So, you know, so there are, yeah, there are, it's good to take. Did he have to overpay then? No, no, he got it under the... Uh, under list. list price, yeah, nice. which doesn't happen a lot. Good work. I, we were just talking, yeah, especially I can't remember the last time. You asked me a couple weeks ago, yeah. Jeff, when was the last time you wrote an offer uh, under asking price? And I was like, I don't even remember. It's, right. been, it's been months. Right. So, so, moral of the story, it's, you know, it's up to you. Right. right. Like, as a seller, right. obviously, all of it is, it's your house. It's how the process is, how you want mm -hmm. to do it. 
this is just like I would say that's my suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is if you have the opportunities, sell first. Yeah, it's really a case by case basis, and it's really up to us to present all the options totally. for our client, and totally. then they choose the route they want to go yeah. down, mm-hmm. and then we just make it as smooth as possible. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. Have a great day.